So the title of that little montage of videos is that people are awesome. Someone yelled it out, I think, six million times. So we definitely got the point that people are awesome. And the cool thing about that to me as I watch that is that none of you are probably even surprised by the majority of those things. Like, we've all seen way cooler stuff. We can make the, the video of our, like, coolest things we've ever seen and make it and put it and show it to people. They'd be like, yeah, I've already seen cooler stuff than that. It takes so much to surprise you and I nowadays because we've seen so many like unbelievable things, crazy stunts. Like you just get on the internet and you can see way cooler stuff than that. We're not surprised. It takes so much for you and I to sit back and go, whoa, that was sweet. Because we've seen so much. We have such close access to so many cool things that we're just kind of like not really that surprised. And so as we talk about things like unbelievable things that are like legitly unbelievable like about a God who created everything that exists from nothing with the word you and I are like yeah is it on YouTube you know like I've seen some pretty awesome stuff in my life it's kind of cool or about a man who came to earth who was also a God and he died he was put on a cross and he died and he was put into a grave and three days later he rose from the dead And we're like, yeah, I've seen some cool stuff. I've seen people do some pretty awesome stuff. And so when we actually like encounter something that's incredible and unbelievable and that should blow our mind nowadays, we're almost not even like, we're not even surprised anymore. We're not phased by it. And the things that should get us going, whoa, I can't believe that, just don't seem to have the effect that they used to have on us anymore. And so as I read the passage that I'm going to read tonight, I would think that God is kind of talking to us directly to our hearts as he's talking about unbelievable things, things that you and I should look at and just be amazed by. And I want to show you real quick the clip, one of the clips to me that seems to be the most unbelievable thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I want to show you that real quick. You know, I think it's more unbelievable that that story doesn't stop with a man coming back to life. That story stops when you and I get to place our faith in what happened and then never have to die. You and I get resurrected with that same Jesus that we just saw a depiction of in the video that somebody made. That's not the real thing, by the way. Just in case some of you guys are wondering, it was just a movie made, but it's symbolizing something and showing us what it might have been like when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died, but then rose back to life. And it's unbelievable that he could do that. It's unbelievable that there is a God who could create everything that exists. And as He made you and I, and we mess up, and we sin, and we rebel against him and break the entire universe. He says, the way to fix this is by sending my only son, Jesus Christ, down to earth and have him take on a human form like you and I, and then die on a cross. Paying a penalty that you and I deserve to pay because we're sinners. Because we've rebelled against that perfect God. And he does die. And he rises again back to life in three days. And I stop and I go, that's unbelievable. That's way crazier than any high dive or flip or like circus act we saw up there. That it's a dude who was dead coming back to life. But even more unbelievable than that 
is that I can place my faith in him. And I can be guaranteed eternal life. I'm going to live forever. That this life isn't my only life. I get to be face to face with that Jesus, with God. And I get to see him for the rest of eternity, live in his presence, forgiven for things I should never have been forgiven for. And you too. That's unbelievable that he can take such broken people. I know myself well enough to say that. I am a broken person. And the best part of me is Jesus. Is the fact that Jesus said, Rob Jones, I love you in the middle of your brokenness. I love you, and I know you're a sinner, but I love you, and I'll still do this for you. That's unbelievable. And you know what? If it's actually that unbelievable and that in, incredible, you and I should be getting a little more excited about it. Believers in the room who you've been like, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. I've asked him forgiveness of my sins, and I'm trusting in him to give me eternal life. Then you should be excited about that. That should be something that you're like, man, I want to post this more than I post incredible things that I've seen on Instagram and like selfie stick things and like all these cool stuff that we do all day long that we're constantly posting and talking about and excited about. Way more exciting than any of that stuff is the fact that Jesus has saved you forever. That's awesome. That's something to post. That's something to go out and tell people about. That's something to bring to your school and your sports teams and your hallways. It's something to bring home to your family that doesn't know Jesus and say, you won't believe this. You're not going to believe this. But I've got to tell you anyway, because it's true. And I know that because in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, there's some verses that Pastor Titus in Sunday mornings has been preaching through 1 Peter. And a few weeks ago, he preached on this passage. And I'll tell you what, it's stuck in my heart. And a lot of people around here have just not been able to shake those verses. We've been talking about it. And tonight, I want to I point it out to you that he says here in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Get this next part. Are you ready? that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you hadn't received mercy, but now you have received mercy. There's a mission for me in there. There's a statement about my life. As I've trusted in Jesus, Peter's making a statement about how I should live and who I should be. God has changed my identity from broken, rotten, alone, abandoned Rob Jones with no hope. And he's made me a royal priest. A chosen person by God who's looked down and said, Rob, I love you in the middle of that. You have an identity now. You're not this lone, isolated person with no hope. You have all the hope of eternity because I love you. Because my son died for you and rose from the dead and is alive today. Rob, I'm making you mine. And now I know who I am because of it. And he says this about me. Because I know who you are, Rob, I'm going to tell you what is in store for you. This is what I'm asking. Here's the mission of your life, Rob Jones. It's this. He says that you may proclaim the excellencies. I'm going to talk about the unbelievable things I know about my God. My job is to go out and proclaim it, to yell it out to the world, to be so excited about that more than about anything else in my life. And I get excited about stuff. 
I'm one of those guys who's always running up to you, like telling you, ah, guess, guess what I just saw, guess what I just read. I'm texting Matt crazy junk. I think he texts me more crazy junk, though, so you might have me topped. But we're always, we're like that, right? And we're excited about that. But then when it comes to this, this is the thing that should excite us more than anything. Because it's changed everything about you. It's changed your eternity. It's the best news we'll ever receive in all of eternity. It's something to talk about. Peter tells us that our mission of our life is to proclaim the excellencies, the unbelievable, amazing nature of our God who would do something, he says, who calls you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You and I are stuck. Without Jesus, we're stuck in darkness. If you're here tonight and you're visiting, you're like, whoa, this guy's intense. Sorry, I'm like this all the time. All right, You'll get used to me if you come back. But I'm excited about this thing. You either are or you're not. And I chose to be because I believe it with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He died for me. I believe it. And because I believe it, I want to proclaim that He's excellent and good and amazing and unbelievable. And I don't care who, who would laugh at me for it. Because I know it's true. And I want you tonight to know that it's true that there is a God who loves you. And however you came tonight, in the middle of all sorts of craziness in your life, join the club. You've come to a place where there's a bunch of broken people whose sin affects our lives, and we've got messes in our lives. You're in a good place. This isn't, oh, it's church, so everybody must be perfect. I don't fit in. You fit in just fine. Because all of us have our stuff. And we love you just the way you are, and so does God. And he's looking at you saying, in the middle of your sin, I love you. I'm going to the cross for you. And I want to call you into my family so that you can go, hey world, <laughs> you're never going to believe what Jesus did for me. God sent his only son to die for me so I could have eternal life and forgiveness. And it's better than my straight A's and my 4.0 and the sports that I play and the awards that I got this year, my graduation even, and where I'm even going to college seniors, who I'm going to marry and what kind of, all of that. It's better than all of it. Because it means you get to spend eternity face to face with the one who created you, the one who died for you, and the one who loves you more than anyone else ever will. And I want to proclaim his excellencies more than just some cool stuff to post. I want it to be my life. I don't want to stand up here one day and just tell you guys it's awesome and then get off of here and live differently. I don't want that. I want to leave this place and live what I'm telling you because I believe what I'm telling you. It's the same when I'm standing on the stage or when I'm over here hanging out with some friends. I still believe this and I want to proclaim it not just with my words, but with the way I'm living in front of people. The way I live just before God. Because He is excellent. He is unbelievable. His love alone will blow your mind. I wonder if you know Him tonight. I wonder if you've come to this place and you've never met Jesus, you've never been forgiven for your sin. I'm praying for you. I've been praying for you this week and I don't even know you yet, but I said, God, I know there will be people that will come here on Wednesday night that don't know you as their Savior and they need your forgiveness. God, will you prepare their hearts? I don't even know them yet. But God, you do. You know who's going to be in this room. Will you prepare their hearts? And I believe He has. I believe the Holy Spirit's already been working on some of you guys saying, listen, Jesus does love you. 
Sometimes, though, as we, as believers, as those of us who have believed that, and we've followed that for a while, sometimes it, we tend to get comfortable in it and say, yeah, I know he loves me, and I start to take it for granted. I look up, and I'm like, man, I just kind of have been taking it for granted that he loves me so much and what he's done for me, and I just kind of got stuck in this other routine of life and doing these other things, and slowly, they've started to become so important to me. You know, I wonder... I'm going, to, I'm going to give us a little test tonight. You guys ready? You have your thinking caps on? I know school's over, right? Officially. Woohoo! Yeah. One last test. One last test. Bear with me. It's, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. In honor of all the tests you just got done taking. It was torture for the last four days. But here it is. Okay, I'm going to read you some, some song lyrics. Let's see how smart you guys are, how in you are, how up to date you are on music right now. I'm going to read you some song lyrics and then I'm just going to randomly just read it in the middle of a song and then just stop and I want you to say the next phrase. Let's see how good you guys are. Are you ready? You ready? Okay. Here you go. Listen good. Here it is. So here's the next one. Superman has nothing on me. I'm only... Yeah. I love that because it says Superman. You can't beat it. You can't beat the song, right? Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth. What a good name. Kind of. Maybe. Called One Call Away. Here's the next one. Ready? All right. This one's a little trickier. A little bit trickier. Right now, I'm in a state of mind. I want to be in like all the time. Wow! Whoa! That's unbelievable! <laughs> yes! That was Ariana Grande, right? No tears left to cry. Man, you're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Last one, because I know I'm, I'm totally like neglecting a certain cultural group in the room. I need to cover you guys too so you feel comfortable. Ready? Here you go. Here's the last one. <laughs> With every little thing you do, you're my sunshine in the darkest days, my better half, my saving grace. Again? No, 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 no. Come on, Matt Denyer. <laughs> Oh, you did? Where's Justin? Justin, get in here. Okay, one more time, one more time. Yes, yes. Yeah, there you go. Why don't you just speak up? It's for our country fans. There's all three of you in the room. Good job. You're right. It's, uh, you, make, you make me who I want to be, you make it easy. All right, good. Yeah, it's a country song. It's uh, Jason Aldean, You Make It Easy. All right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should have known that. It's all over the radio right now. So listen, I'm going to switch the game up just a little bit for a second, right? Because we're pretty good at that. You guys rocked out some hard songs I didn't think you'd get, but except for the country one. Come on, man. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to say this phrase. I want you to finish this one. You ready? But God shows his love for us in that. Yeah. What verse is that? Romans 5.8. Yes, Romans 5.8. It says, but God shows his love for us in that. You ready for this? This is what some of you guys just got. Good job for a couple of you guys who got that. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Remember what I was just saying a second ago from 1 Peter, how we should be proclaiming the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness into marvelous light? You know when He did that? 
while we were still in the darkness. While we were still stuck in sin, Jesus still looked at you and me and said, I love you as broken and dirty as you are. Some of you guys are offended. I'm calling you dirty and broken, but I'm including you myself in that. Because if we're all honest and we look at the sin that we have in our lives, we're all going to have to admit that there's stuff that's just broken about us. You know what that tells me? You and I have a need that you're not big enough to fill. I'm not big enough to fill. And we might come confidently to a place like this feeling good, like I'm coming to hang out with friends, I'm going to have a really good time, it's all good, and then you come and I tell you something like, hey, you have a need, and you're, you're like, man, I'm mad at that guy, why is he telling me that? He's ruining the night for me right now. Nobody wants to be told that there's something out of your control, that there's something too big for you to handle. Nobody wants to hear that, and I'm sorry to bring that news to you, but partially I'm not sorry at all, because we need to hear it. If you're sitting here tonight and you feel so confident in your own salvation and where you're going when you die, I want to challenge you to look and say, why? What gives you that confidence? Do you realize that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God? That we all need Jesus' forgiveness and you can't get to heaven without Jesus' forgiveness. So if you're sitting here confidently and you don't have the forgiveness of Jesus yet, your confidence is just worthless. It's nothing. We need to know that we've been forgiven by a God who looked down in our sin and said, I'm going to show you my love even now in the middle of your sin. And that's what he did for me. He said, Rob Jones, I'm calling you out of that because I love you. I have one more verse for you. I want to see if you can finish this one. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Your only way you will get there, the only way you will find forgiveness with God, that thing you need the most, that verse right there, John 14, 6, it says Jesus is the only way. He's the only answer to the need that you and I have. He's the only one who will fill that for us and bring you forgiveness. And it's a matter of you trusting him and saying, Jesus, that's what I want. I give you my life. Take this broken mess and he says, let me take it, and I'm going to give you my perfect righteousness back. I want to forgive you and give you eternal life. But that's your choice. Your pastor can't do that for you, your friends, your life group leader, your parents. Nobody else can do that for you. You have to stand before Jesus and say, I choose you, Jesus. I want your forgiveness. And finally, I just wonder how much you and I, after we've got that forgiveness, Continue to crave him. Continue to think he's that excellent and unbelievable and awesome and amazing. Or do we just kind of chill out because we're saved and then we just go do our own thing? But he's calling us to continually shout it out. Get excited about it. Get off your butt and do something for Jesus. Serve people. Love people the way he did. Follow him. He's giving you the freedom to get up and say, Jesus, I want to be like you. There's too many churches full of people who are sitting there just saying, preach to me so I feel good. Preach to me so I feel good. So I have a better week and do better at work. Pray for me so I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed all over the internet and nobody's living for Jesus and saying it. Jesus is saying, get up. I blessed you for a reason. Get up and serve me. Go bless other people. Let me bless people through you because you're my body. You're my hands and feet. You're like, well, we're in youth group. Yeah, exactly. You guys have the energy right now and the time right now, as busy as you are with school. You get all summer right now to get up and go serve. 
Do some things for Christ. Proclaim how excellent he is. Get up and do it. Don't waste it. That same passage, 1 Peter chapter 2, I want to rewind real quick, back to the beginning and end with this. It's verses 2 and 3. I know we're going backwards, but there's a point to it. It says, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk. That's the gospel. The good news. Jesus wants us to long every day for the good news that he saved us and forgiven us. That by it you may grow up into salvation. Get this part. If indeed, that means truly, genuinely, you've tasted that that the Lord is good. Some of us, we're like, man, I'm just not excited about God. Rob, what do I do? Is Jesus you keep talking about? You jump up like a crazy man up here and we all roll our eyes at you like, why? Like, I don't get it. Peter would say to you if you said the same thing to him, because I think he was kind of a wild man too when he talked about Jesus, because he believed it. He would say this, have you genuinely tasted how good God is? Have you been so distracted by the friends you came with that you forget to hear that God is screaming out to you? He's like, stop paying attention to them for two seconds and listen to me. He's like, I want you to know how much I love you, but you can't stop goofing around. You can't take your eyes off your phone. You can't stop thinking about what's going to go on later. Stop for a second and think and listen to God as he tells you how much you're loved. He wants to forgive you. Some of you are like, man, I'm just not excited. Here's why you're not excited. You haven't tasted truly how good he is because you haven't stopped for a minute. You haven't just said, Lord, I want to know you. You've been too busy with life. And you've never met the God of creation. Because once you taste him, once you actually meet him and experience him, you know what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to get him out of your head. This incredible God will blow your mind. This incredible God took 12 dudes and said, get up, you fishermen, most of them, and tax collectors and lawyers. He said, get up, follow me. And he changed the world with those men. And all it took was for them to get up and say, all right, I want to get to know you. So tonight he's offering you the same thing. Will you get up and say, yeah, I want to get to know you. I want to taste that you're good. I want to see who this God is that promises me eternal life and forgiveness. Tonight's the night I want to do that. And believers, you've already done that. You've been baptized. You're, you're doing the Christian life, going to church, but you're not experiencing joy and excitement in it. Have you forgotten the taste? Have you gotten so far away from God's word, like those verses, like we can quote songs and some of us have a hard time quoting verses. Because we're not in his word. We're not praying. We're not in a relationship with him, tasting him every morning when we wake up saying, man, you are good. Man, I forgot what you did for me. I forgot how much you gave up to die for me. And every day that taste is so much better as you know how much your God loves you and how much he's screaming out, hey, listen, I want to forgive you. I want to be close to you. I wonder if that's some of us tonight. If some of us need to get excited about the love that Jesus has given to us. Get excited when we hear that people in our lives have gotten saved and now are going to be standing in the gates of heaven with us one day. That's exciting. 
I feel like sometimes I share that with people. I'm like, man, did you hear so-and-so got saved? And they're like, huh. Hey, my dog had a birthday last week. I'm like, what? Like, I love your dog. I love dogs. But did you hear what I just said? So-and-so just got saved. They're going to heaven forever with us. Souls are the most important thing that you and I will ever experience other than God. The fact that people have eternal souls. Do you get excited when your friends accept Jesus? When they come with you to church one night so they'll hear the gospel, do you tell people about what it is, that excellency you believe in about your God? Do you want them to believe it too? Jesus is offering that to you tonight. Will you guys bow your heads for just a second close your eyes? Like I said, I've been praying for you guys. Even some of you I don't know. And I believe there's a few of you here tonight who are hearing this and you're like, man, I need to be saved. I don't know that I'm going to heaven when I die. I want to be forgiven by God, but I've never done that. I've never asked Jesus to forgive me and be my Savior. But tonight I want to do that, Rob. Can, can you show, someone show me how to do that? We would love to. Will you just do me a favor? Will you just slip your hand up quietly where you're at? And just say, hey, will you just pray for me? I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. I don't, I don't really know what to do. Will you just pray for me, Rob? Pray for me tonight that I could be forgiven by God. Just slip your hand up in the air and say, that's me. You guys can put your hands down. If, if there's believers here tonight who have said, man, I've tasted it, but I've kind of gotten used to it. And tonight, I want to be passionate again. I want a fire rekindled in my heart for Jesus and for how good God is. Rob, will you just pray for me to be encouraged in that way? Pray that I'll be lit on fire with a passion for Christ again. Pray that I'll live this summer serving and sharing and giving. Will you just slip your hand up so I can pray for you? I want to see where your hands are tonight. Will you guys just keep your hands up as we pray? Father God, you see these hands that are in the air right now? And I'm sure there's more. Probably more popping up as we pray, God. We want to live for you. Jesus, we want our lives to be about you. Father, we've been forgiven, and that's the greatest thing we could ever experience, and we want people to know. Will you help us do that? If there's people in the room tonight, God, those who raise their hands saying they, they didn't know you as their Savior, God, I pray tonight they would stop and talk to a leader, talk to me before they leave, that they can be saved and know you and your grace. We love you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.